G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. As you may know, Israel held fresh elections this week and as counting has continued, all signs point to the return of Benjamin Netanyahu as Prime Minister. Stan Goodenough is a career tour guide in Israel. He's a journalist known as the Jerusalem Watchman. He's been monitoring along the developments and as a commentator in this field, very useful insights. Stan, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. So good to be with you down under once again. Thank you. Hey, Stan, this election described, reported, uh, largely as a referendum on Netanyahu's fitness to rule uh, while facing corruption charges. There's a lot of twists in this, aren't there? Oh, yes, there are a great deal of twists and turns. And the fact that, as we've seen uh, from other conservative uh, leaders in the world who have been under the gun of the largely progressive media, uh, and often of a also largely progressive slash liberal um, judicial system, uh, ben- Benjamin Netanyahu has been really in the sights of the of the not only the Israeli uh, left wing political left wing, but of the international communities increasingly leftist leaning um, media. So uh, all the issues to do with the corruption charges and and the validity of them and the massive absolutely massive outpouring of negativity in the media, in the media, I'll stress that, not in the public, but in the media in Israel, um, the public has responded and they have responded uh, very loud and very clear, just um, virtually we're there when Benjamin Netanyahu will be back in the seat of the, back in the Prime Minister's office and Israel has democratically said we are not taken in and we are not um, persuaded by these charges and this negativity. Overwhelmingly, we want this man uh, for an unprecedented third entry into uh, the premiership. Not, ne- not his third term because, of course, he's been elected a number of times, but overall, he's been in and out. This is now the third time, and that's unprecedented. So Israel has spoken loud and clear, and, of course, now we're going to see what, where that goes. Stan, he is on the right of politics and his opponents on the left call him a right-wing extremist. Uh, When you're talking about people on the right, usually that's another name for people who hold conservative values. How do you describe Netanyahu's values if you're talking about that sort of left-right spectrum? Um, first, just a slight uh, correction there, Neil. Uh, Netanyahu isn't typically referred to as extreme. Uh, it's the partnership that he is about to inform, uh, about to form with, uh, which has now become the third largest party in Israel. Um, the Likud has won the most seats at the moment. The, the counting will probably continue, and the only the official final results will only be released next week. But 
right now the Likud party of Netanyahu, which is which is right of center. I don't say center right. It's not center right. It's right wing, but it's not in the extreme, not at all in the extreme side of the political spectrum. Uh, the second party is the one that's currently run by the uh, that's currently um, under the premiership of of uh, Yair Lapid, who's now uh, on his way out. And the third largest party, which has doubled their seats in the last uh, since uh, since 2021, the last election, is the National Religious Party. National Religious Jews are those who, um, when we talk about right wing on the Israeli spectrum, we're talking about people. Yes, as you say, we hold conservative views, and in Israel, those views are very much tied to the right of the Jewish people to have a Jewish state and that the borders of that state encompass the historical, that is to say the biblical, as well as the, the, the more modern borders of the land of Israel as uh, seen by the League of Nations after World War I. So um, the world, you're, you're right, the world will slam the label or, or stamp the, the label extreme on the forehead of those in Israel who are very likely to be part of this government. Netanyahu's challenge, um, and one which he's already, uh, as we speak, working very quickly to try and um, master and, 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 and lead Israel into, is a government that will include very right-wing Jews, but again, they are right-wing because of their faith and because of their hold on the land and their belief that Israel should be first a Jewish state, the world's only Jewish state, and secondly, a democracy, if you like. Um, that's, a, that's a difficult balance to walk. So the people have voted, and Israelis vote for parties, uh, not individual candidates. And so there is a coalition that will be in the process of being built even now as we speak, and that's needed to secure governing with a majority in the parliament. I wonder if you've got any thoughts about what it might look like uh, for the future as compared to what it's looked like over this last six or nine months, uh, which has been, a lot of people describe it as uh, as very confused. Uh, yes, if our, if, if our listeners would like to uh, just go to the website of the Jerusalem Post when they hear this um, talk and, and just go to the editorial, which is, which is headlined, The People of Israel Have Chosen... Netanyahu and Ben Gvir, who's the head of the National Religious Party, let them govern. This editorial goes on to talk, it's, it's a little bit out of character for the Jerusalem Post, which is, which is center-left, um, but the first half, at least, says to the people of Israel uh, and to the world, to world leaders who are already scrambling to decide how they will relate to Israel going forward, um, saying the people of Israel have spoken, it's a democracy, now let the men that they've elected govern. That's, that's coming from the center-left uh, currently in Israel. What it means is um, that, oh, and, and, and the editorial also points to the disaster of the previous government, Neil, which you just mentioned, which is the people voted right, but somehow a coalition was cobbled together that consisted of a very small right-wing party that only had seven mandates out of the 120. And that was the leader, Naftali Bennett, uh, that prime minister, short-term prime minister, who couldn't govern because the rest of the party, oh, sorry, the rest of the government uh, had components from every point of the political compass. So now, uh, at least 50, 61, sorry, 
There are 120 seats in the Israeli parliament, the Knesset. At least 61 seats go to the right-wing bloc, of which the Likud is the biggest component. And Netanyahu is, across the board, and even in many left-wing circles, has long been seen as the only, only man who can really lead Israel in these very difficult times that she's in. What he has to now do is go along with the will of the people or do what he did in the past, which a lot of, a lot of people feel was a mistake, try to form a broad national unity government that includes people from every point of the compass. And that again, uh, so, that, so, that the, so that the government can be more stable, but that means that he has to then give in to demands from these left-wing coalition parties if he brings them in. So whether he, he's gonna go full right, according to what the people have actually asked for, or whether he's gonna try and do something different, that's really what we're gonna be watching over the next few days to see. Stan, when we talk the Bible and uh, prophetic understanding about what happens in uh, the nation of Israel, uh, these things that need to happen before a return of Christ, if you're aligning biblical understanding here, where do you see things with Israel being positioned as it is, uh, even with this latest development? Uh, Neil, I have to say that I was um, I was just flying out of Israel on the morning of election day, and I was in a lot of internal turmoil. I had just been doing a, a one-month tour of the country. I had been through Judea and Samaria, which is the, the high ground and the biblical heartland of Israel, which the world likes to call the West Bank. And I had seen, I knew it was already there, but I had seen with my own eyes that the massive building construction that's that's going across Judea and Samaria outside of the parameters of agreements previously signed, which I won't get into now for the technicality reasons. I don't want to get lost in technicalities, but Israel and the Arabs signed an agreement whereby Israel would maintain control over a large part of that area for security purposes. But that agreement has fallen by the wayside and a state of Palestine is currently being constructed right in the heartland of what, uh, right where Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob actually walked and where God spoke to them and promised them the land and their descendants the land. Um, and inside Israel, so that's happening in Judea and Samaria, and inside Israel, the, the, the political uh, situation has been so disastrous. It's the fifth election in three years, basically, just, just, under, just under four years. Um, and there's been no ability to move forward. So when you look at it with human eyes, well, at least when I look at it with my eyes, I first of all see it with what I see physically. That is, the, the, the nation is in a spiral that's, that's away from the positive that so many people have lo long uh, expected and wanted to see Israel head towards, which is the fulfillment and the realization of all that the Bible says this nation will come to be. Um, all the opposition to that, whether it's the Iranian nuclear program, which just in the last 24 hours or so, the American administration has once again said that it will continue to put together that nuclear agreement for those who know what that threat looks like, whether it's the European Union, which is which is funding to the tunes of billions of euros, the establishment of Palestine in the heart of Israel, or whether it's the once uh, Western uh, so-called Judeo-Christian world of the West, uh, which is uh, fully on side with those who say that Israel should relinquish uh, its heartland and return to the borders that were, that were in place be between 49, 49 and 67. So it looked like a disaster. Sorry, that's a bit long-winded, but it looked like a disaster. I didn't know what to expect with the elections. Uh, for me, the elections indicate 
that two things are going to happen, possibly. One is that the political situation inside Israel will stabilize and Israel will move back into the direction that it was going, which is more towards extending sovereignty over Judea and Samaria and, 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 and establishing forever its, uh, its, its national rights to all of that land. On the one hand, on the other hand, that will provoke increasing international antipathy and hostility and anger towards Israel. And that's already an unfolding situation. That's a, that's a runaway train. Hatred for Israel in the world, which now extends to, I'm sorry to say, even to some members of the Australian uh, ruling um, government, um, is really, it's, 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 over, it's accelerating. And if Israel moves to the right, in simple terms, the world will get more anti-Israel than it is, if that's <laughs> the impossible. It's a significant and uh, very di- difficult and sophisticated mix of uh, good and bad, all uh, mixed in together. Stan, we might follow through on another day some of those concerns you raise with the Australian government, uh, but thank you so much for an update today and for listeners who would like to connect uh, with some very good uh, insight from Stan Goodenough. Stan is a journalist. He's known as the Jerusalem Watchman. Uh, you can connect with Stan at jerusalemwatchman.org. Uh, there's also an email you can send uh, via Jerusalem Watchman, and uh, you can be subscribed to his database and receive regular updates. So jerusalemwatchman.org. Uh, you could also send an email to zionwarrior at gmail.com, and that'll be the quicker way to get through to be a subscriber. Stan, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you for the opportunity, Neil. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.